0: Are listening this thing to the, the current, current motion. motion. To become, become involved, involved and find, and find out, out more, more about, about what, what we do, go, go to, to www. www.tunnelroadproductions.com. As I am here, it's always good to uh, do a breaky show and have wonderful guests. And people jump on to uh, let us all know what they're doing. Coming up, we've got Claire Cassie. And good morning, Claire. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's so good to uh, have you on the Brecky Show this morning. Thank you so much. We're going to talk about an exhibition that you're exhibiting at the main Space. and Yep. It sounds really interesting, and as I said, I came across it on my news feed, and I was like, wow, I'm really resonating with this. But first of yeah. all, Claire, would you like to um, let us know a little bit about yourself, where you're from and all of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, look, I've been in Sydney, about 13, 14 years now. Um, I'm originally from Perth. I actually grew up in the hills of uh, Western Australia, so luckily got to see a lot of beautiful colours and things over there and I'd been doing art I guess all through school um, and then went on to do art after school because I was too young to get into graphic design having left in year 10 Um, but the course, I think the call of money and working and owning my own wage at the age of 15 was more enticing so I went into work but it was actually during COVID lockdown that I sort of started having um, problems I guess with my depression again and my anxiety was kicking in and it was just all a bit too much. So I actually started painting again and found it just incredibly therapeutic. So um, that's kind of where the, the art side of things comes from. And yeah, I've just I've always been creative. I've always had to do something on the creative side to sort of keep, the, I think it's the left side of your brain working whilst I was working in the corporate environment.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I find COVID had power, I guess, in allowing people to go inside and find what it is uh, makes us tick I mean also um, managing depression and other issues that we all have but it's really beautiful that during the lockdown you were able to I guess immerse yourself in your art and bring that to to the outside again
1: so yeah 100%
0: yeah art's not your full-time work but I was showing my partner um, your website today and he said, wow, it's really playful and colourful. And I was like, yeah, it it is. And I love that kind of balance of the playful and colourful kind of look and feel of your art, but at the same time, you're addressing some fairly deep topics.
1: Yeah, um, look, I would love to be an artist full time and have my own gallery, but, you know, bills have to be paid at the moment. So the exhibition that I am actually have got going on at the moment is dealing... It's kind of, I guess, looking at the transition of a child of domestic violence through to being an adult of domestic violence. unfortunately... You know, as a child, I was six when we had to flee from my dad. Um, And then I ended up in the same situation that my mum did with an ex-partner. And, you know, it's ironic how you sort of, you grow up in that environment and you think, I'll never put myself back into that situation. And, um, you know, there I was. So the pictures, I guess, they are bright and colourful because that's the things that I like. I don't like depressing artwork. But I also look at it as being that you know, those things that happened and there's been sexual abuse along the way and things as well, those things that happened were not my fault. So why should I be ashamed of what happened? Why should I be the one that has the ramifications of it all happening? And I guess I'm very good at being able to remove myself from a situation in my mind as though it actually didn't happen to me. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not too sure. But it was just a matter of putting those things up in artwork form and I guess with the exhibition as well I've used a um, mask of a teddy bear that the girl wears throughout the whole series and that was basically based off a teddy bear that I had as a child it was a big John almost thing and that was almost like my protector and it's how you tend to wear that mask of protection throughout your years and it's only really I guess now as I'm you know getting old I'm getting I'm 48 this year that I've finally been able to, I guess, drop that mask and not allow myself to feel unworthy and things like that, which, you know, you do for a long time when you're treated like crap, basically.
0: Mm, I love how you, you say that. And I think for people listening as well, the negative experiences that we have or the situations that we find ourselves in, Especially in terms of domestic violence and sexual abuse, it's not our fault, and that's really, it's really important for us to remember as well. So, thank you for for sharing that, and thank you for being on the Breakfast Show. Yeah, and I think your so many
1: story. people. It, I mean, look, it is very, very hard, and I guess you know, I'm I'm lucky in the sense that I've got a very strong family unit. I've got very good friends that you know have helped pick up the pieces and things like that. And there are a lot of people out there that don't, but. You know, I think what we have to remember is that by removing the shame and removing the the, was-it-my-fault stigma, the victim stigma as such, from it actually enables you to move on more because at the end of the day, what happened is totally and fully on the person who did it. It's not on me. So why should I be walking around carrying the heaviness of all of that? And I think, you know, by... Look, okay, I'm, I'm an open book with things like this. I can very easily talk about what happened without having that sort of emotional feeling to it. However, there are times where something will suddenly trigger me. Um, you know, it could be my, my son accidentally dropped, a. I think it was a cup, not that long ago, and it was smashed, and that just instantly triggered a reaction from me because obviously it takes you right back into a, a scenario that happened. But from a, a normal perspective, um, I seem pretty with it on top.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Good on you and more power to you, Claire. Your exhibition, The Art of Self-Disrespect,
1: where can people go and experience it? So it's on show at the moment until the 4th of July, which I think is Friday, uh, next week. Um, And that's at Balmain Space, 79 Beattie Street uh, in Balmain. But if they can't get to see it, um, they can actually jump onto the Breathing Colours website so that's breedandcolours.com.au and just jump into the art section and my name's in there. So that's where my work for the particular show is or they can just jump onto my own website which is my name.com and they'll see the other artwork on there and then obviously Instagram as well. So <laughs> it's kind of all over the place. Huge plugs there, so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, I'm, you're most welcome. And so it's really good news too that your exhibition's been extended?
1: It has, yeah, it was extended. So... Um, which was really, really lovely of the the people that offered to do that. So there's been a few pieces that have sold already, which is fantastic. And I guess, you know, each person is going to look at each image with a different interpretation. So I haven't actually called the pieces anything. It's literally just part one, part two, part three, because I don't want a person to fall in love with a picture. And then to, I guess fully understand the darkness that's perhaps behind it because I think artwork should be an interpretation of what you want it to be not necessarily what the artist actually puts out there because that's my experience of doing it and then somebody else's could be you know something completely different so I think it's nice to sort of not have the names on there but yeah they were very very kind to extend that for me.
0: Awesome. Claire, who would be some of your inspirations?
1: Oh, Gustav Klimt. I absolutely love his work um, with all the little details, but some of the more, um, I guess, Australian or, you know, international um, artists, there's a lady called Leslie Granger who does amazing abstract work and just every single time I scroll and I see one of her pieces, I know it's her straight away. Um, There's also an Australian artist called Polly Kimart, who does most beautiful bright colored landscapes and you know there, there might be a picture where everything's greens and there's shadows there but then her pictures her I guess depiction of what those shadows are are deep purples and you know bright lavenders and things like that so yeah so they're probably the ones that I really like the most.
0: stunning. Stunning. And I guess, too, you've shared a little bit of your story this morning on The Brekkie Show. Would you have a message for anyone listening and, I guess, in terms of emerging artists or possibly people that are going through serious situations at the moment?
1: Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, as an emerging artist, you just have to put your work out there and, and, you know, as I said, art is a interpretation of the person who's looking at it. So whilst you might sort of think, well, oh, I'm no good at doing this, if you can put your colours in the right place and you're happy with it, then just keep doing what you're happy with. At the end of the day, you know, even if it's not about making money or anything like that, which mine's more about um, the love of painting, just do it because you love it. Um, and as far as I guess those who are going through a hard time, talk about it. It's the only thing I can recommend. You know, you need to don't hold it in because you'll end up exploding from it. You have to talk about it. You have to talk to people about it and know that what happened to you is not your fault. So don't don't allow yourself or well don't let that person harm you into your life even further because that's what's happening. They're the ones, they've got control now of the situation whereas, you know, a friend of mine told me once that the only thing in life that you are able to look after is yourself. Like, you're the one that's responsible for how you feel. So if you carry that hate and that hurt and everything with you, the person's one, that you're allowing that to then happen. So cut it off, do you know what I mean? Talk to people about it, be open about it, and don't be ashamed of what happened.
0: So beautiful, Claire. And while you were sharing that, I was looking at your website and just seeing um, your beautiful art as well. Claire, thank you so much. Once again, people can find out more about you at clairecassie.com. That's right.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry to me my dog barking in the background. <laughs>
0: no, dogs, cats, birds, anything that in the background, it's all good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Okay,
0: Claire, thank you so much, and you have a beautiful day and a beautiful weekend, and congratulations on your exhibition. Thank you so much.
1: Have a great weekend too.
0: Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Oh, the wonderful Claire Cassie there. And don't forget, you can check out her exhibition, The Art of Self-Disrespect at Balmain Space. Once again, Claire's uh, website is clairecassie.com. Yeah.
1: Hi, my name's Louis Libran. Hi, this is AJ Virgil.
0: Hey, this is Saul.
1: Hey, this is Samuel.
0: Hey, everyone, this is Tosca Bear, and you're, hey, listening, you're listening, listening to The, the Current colourful. Motion. Current Motion, our community's online meeting place.